This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Nick Ashburn. And I'm Sandy Hunt. And we are here with a great lineup today. We just talked beer and sustainable brewing, which is really great here in Philadelphia. Uh, Evil Genius Beer Company, that was Luke Bowen. Uh, So we are moving on and and really shifting gears here. Um, And we're going to be speaking with Marilia Bezerra, who's the managing partner of Care Enterprises. And to remind our listeners, you may know Care as a very large global um, nonprofit um, and Care Enterprises is really innovating within that as a for-profit arm. So welcome to the show, Marilia. Hi. Hi. How are you, Nick and Cindy? Thank you for having me. You bet. Uh, I'm I'm terrific. You know what? The weather is gorgeous. It's springtime <laughs> in Philadelphia. I feel like yesterday my mood completely changed. My therapist Doesn't even said my like mood changed. <laughs> for a good beer? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we were we were joking kind of that, you know, had he brought samples at 8 a.m. Eastern, we might it have It just partaken. would be responsible right. hosting to <laughs> exactly. really get to know our guests. So but we are absolutely clear of mind for you, Marilia. Um, so thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about your background to start, because it is quite interesting about your journey getting to care. Right. Um, so I think the most important piece of context for my on my background is the fact that I was born and grew up in Brazil do, during the dictatorship uh, in, you know, in the 70s and early 80s, uh, as well as living through, you know, what was a 1,200% inflation a year. So uh, I can tell you that, uh, you know, the most basic needs of a lot of people in the country weren't met. And, you know, there was this deep sense of injustice uh, that we all felt. So that has driven me to then come to understand that, you know, uh, the, 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 the massive challenges that we all face, you know, either at country level or at global level, they actually need an intervention that goes beyond one particular sector. Like we do need government to work really well. We need the private sector to be operating really well. We need nonprofits to be very well aligned with both. So I've been um, navigating a, a sort of a career that has been going in, in all these different directions. I started you know, really with uh, political activism and then uh, nonprofit activism. Uh, you know, I have a law degree, but uh, ended up doing management consulting because I felt like uh, the for-profit sector needed to be in the picture. Ended up uh, working with uh, President Clinton at the Clinton Global Initiative, which is really a connector of sectors, right? Um, you know, that brought together all three sectors and really uh, worked to develop partnerships and or what we called commitments to action right. to uh, to tackle massive global challenges. And, you know, that leads me to where I am today, which, which is Care Enterprises, uh, a for-profit subsidiary of a large nonprofit. So I continue with this theme of kind of operating as a, a connective tissue, let's call it that way, um, because I, I do understand that uh, we're really only getting there if we if we engage all sides of this of this uh, puzzle. And so let's let's start with Care as the the global you know large parent company. Can you tell us tell us and our listeners a little more about what Care does so that then we can drill down right. into Care Enterprises. 
Right. So CARE, you know, CARE is a global uh, uh, INGO, international nonprofit that is present in 90 countries, actually more than 90 countries. It has about a thousand projects operated by by local teams. And one of the things that I did not, you know, and I, I did think I knew the, the, the space of INGOs really well, but what I did not know about CARE before I joined the family is actually how ultra-local that organization is, right? When you talk about 94 countries, you immediately imagine like a multinational kind of operation, which is, in a way, there is a backbone that supports that, but these teams are local and are operating with the communities, uh, for the communities, on programs that cover health, education, hunger, you know, the sort of like the humanitarian assistance, economic uh, empowerment, the, the bread and butter of, of the nonprofit work as we know it. Um, and, and, you know, the curious story, another good one, um, is, is that CARE started actually, uh, you know, by a group of Americas, Americans right after the World War sending uh, care packages to survivors of the World War II. And, um, and it has since evolved. Uh, and, and is that the name, the namesake? Uh, yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Me neither. Yeah. Actually, I do believe that they, they own that, that, um, that name, uh, Care Packages. Um, and, and, you know, and Care's mission today has evolved from, from you know, a sort of a, a more assistant-oriented approach that was prevalent in the, you know, second half of the, the 20th century and to really looking at, um, you know, saving lives, defeating poverty, and adding the, the idea of achieving social justice, as in, you know, we have, uh, we have had some progress uh, in, in combating poverty, but there's still a long way to go. And, and that's really kind of what I wanted to pick up, too. Um, if you think about CARE's long history of, of doing work in this area, and they have made progress, but then there's also this juxtaposition with the fact that the new sustainable development goals, I guess we could still call them new. They're, they're relatively new. Um, you know, there's 17 targets across many themes, and they're talking about a $2.5 trillion per year funding gap to achieve the sustainable development goals. And I think historically, and correct me if I'm wrong, CARE has worked at the intersection of development finance, non, you know, uh, mm -hmm. official development assistance from governments and philanthropy. So is that really, you know, where if we think about there's still this funding gap with all of that existing funding, is that where CARE Enterprises comes from? Right, right, precisely. Um, we, you know, we do have a very, very severe gap to cover in, in terms of funding of the SDGs. You know, and you can think about the SDGs, that whether you like them or not, it's a framework, right? So we have, uh, you know, some massive uh, interrelated challenges uh, that we face as a global community today. And we're going to need to move trillions of dollars in capital towards um, aim, aimed towards solving these problems. And if we don't get to those trillions of dollars of capital, we're just not, you know, we're, we're in the ballpark. Let me give you a number. I, I believe, <laughs> and I don't have the exact number, but um, the official aid budget in 2016 was somewhere below $200 billion a year. And that is putting together all donor philanthropic money that has moved hands in that year, right? Right. So we are in the magnitude of the $200 billion here, and we have trillions of dollars of need. 
per year, right? Or you know, at least uh, you know, definitely more than a trillion. And yeah, I've heard three point so seven trillion as the gap. Depending on who calculates, yeah. Um, yeah. you can have anything from one point four to you know three to four trillion dollars a year. Um, so it's a challenge. And what we know is that we do need to continue working with philanthropy and with nonprofits because there are problems and issues that the market are never, that a market-based approach is never, ever, ever going to solve for. Um, and I'll give you an example of this. To rescue a, a, you know, a refugee from a dangerous situation and put them in a safe place, uh, you, you can't make money doing that. <laughs> so, so there's really not, you know, or even things like, you know, protecting the health of maternal and newborn um, uh, 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 mothers and, 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 and newborn child uh, in, in sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, it's going to be very hard for you to create a for-profit model that's going to be able to tackle that. Yeah. But there are issues that are significant um, that, that are, uh, you know, for instance, poverty eradication, um, where the markets not only uh, can and have the scale to, to solve for that problem, but they, they need to be a part of it. Actually, the idea of not only creating economic opportunity and creating jobs and additional income, but actually also... Uh, creating dignified economic opportunity, quality jobs, and actually helping cure uh, the fact that we have about 2 billion people left outside of the economy today and living in conditions that you and I and uh, no one listening to this radio um, show is, is, has experienced and would like to experience. So, you know, we, we really need to get into the business of, of understanding where are the assets we need in order to solve the problems we're trying to face? And that's where Cantorprises comes in as a for-profit subsidiary of care. We are focused on creating economic opportunity uh, that is truly transformative um, for the lives of people in uh, frontier markets and particularly uh, privileging uh, women and, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the gender piece here because we do know that investing and empowering women actually uh, is, a, is a lot of bang for your, for your buck in terms of impact. Yeah, and Marilee, I want to underscore something you said there, because for listeners who are new or newish to our show, I think what you talked about is, is really at the core of Wharton Social Impact, which is the aid budget is around $200 billion. So that means that Everything from the Gates and Clinton Foundation to government funding that supports positive social impact to nonprofits to charitable donations to United Way, the whole bucket of, of sort of aid is is in the billions, 200 billion, I've heard 300 billion, but that's that's the ballpark. The gap between where we are now and what it would cost to achieve the sustainable development goals, which are a reasonable list of things that say, hey, we've gotten to a point that people aren't hungry, people aren't sick unnecessarily, et cetera, is somewhere in the several trillion dollar range. And so mm-hmm. that gap, like we're not going to come up with two plus more trillion dollars of philanthropic aid. And that's why we and my care are so focused on how do we mobilize, you know, the traditional capital markets for positive social impact and leave philanthropy and government to solve those issues that, Marilia, as you said, there's no revenue to be made. 
right? You can yeah. you can make money off. Uh, we just had a great guest on talking about more sustainable beer and mm-hmm. having a company that can make beer and be better for water systems. There are ways to make money. And then there are issue areas where it is harder or impossible to make money. How can business play a role where it can to leave philanthropy and government available for those who truly need it. So you really hit the nail on the head for us. And I want to make sure our listeners had their heads wrapped around those very startling numbers. And so Care Enterprises, are you working with the entrepreneurs? Is it kind of accelerator and technical assistance? Are you investing in the companies? What does Care Enterprise actually do? So we are, um, we have been working with uh, uh, social enterprises that have grown out of care grant funded programs. Um, and for the for the past uh, four years or so, and now we're evolving actually um, to to start creating access to capital for entrepreneurs that have already uh, developed and matured that idea and they're ready to scale. And our assumption here is that um, you know again the, the the play here is scale, right? We do have two billion people left outside of the economy, and and the numbers are staggering still you know, 800 million people in the world um, uh, still living in extreme poverty. That's not even poverty. Um, so so we are uh, partnering up with CARE, the nonprofit side, um, because CARE has a really deep knowledge of of that, what, which we call the base of the pyramid consumer, right? And sure. um, uh, they really understand uh, what's going on in a particular community, and what constitutes a transformative intervention in the life of a woman, for instance. And by intervention, I mean access to a product or a service or uh, a job, right? So so we are partnering up with CARE um, because they ground our, our business strategy in a very deep, uh, I would say even beyond knowledge, but wisdom around what is the, the kind of impact that we want to see created in the world. And then we are partnering with uh, fund managers and investors and creating access to capital that is structured in a way that really helps entrepreneurs on the ground stay focused on the impact side of their uh, of their of their business, right? Because a lot of the time, when you see entrepreneurs reaching scale and starting to get, you know, strong enough and big enough and grown up enough to be picked up by the regular private equity uh, players, uh-huh. um, you might see a little bit of a dilution of the of the impact that they're creating, or a lesser concern because the, the, about you know maintaining the rigor. On, on the impact side because the pressures on the financial side and the expectations on financial returns is so great that you might see a little bit of a, of a weakening of, of, of that, that side, that aspect of their work, which might have been exactly wh- why they created the, the, the business in first place. But it's really hard to fight um, in the traditional capital markets um, you know, in the investors, the traditional investment and investment landscape and, and keep uphold, you know, both the, the rigor on the financial return side and the impact return side. So this is what we are playing, um, where we are playing. We're really trying to um, create sort of a, um, uh, a mechanism to, to unlock the ideas, the business ideas that have already worked but have not reached scale yet to actually uh, hit it big but keep that rigor uh, on the impact side. 
You're listening to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, and we're talking to Marilia Bezerra, who's managing partner of Care Enterprises. And Marilia, you know, in the we we only have probably about four or five minutes left, but why the focus on you know women's empowerment? Why is that the real focus for you guys? Well, um, you know, so uh, I think there's a lot of work done in the development field already uh, that points out to the to the impact returns of investing in women generally, right? Um, they, uh, they, they, women are really the, the 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 hardest hit in all situations of war and poverty, um, and they have the fewer resources to to cope. Uh, with with the challenges they face, but they are also the ones that are most likely to reinvest whatever they they receive um, uh, in back into their families, into the community. So they they're likely to be the last one to eat. They 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 are the ones that will uh, you know be least likely to have access to to healthcare um, and will be trapped in, in, in a lot of uh, consuming family-oriented tasks and with the least opportunity to, to actually uh, break out of the cycle of poverty. So we are both tackling this as an understanding of the impact side, but also looking at it as a great business opportunity. If you look at human capacity as an asset, right, and it's something talent, as an asset, what we are seeing is that that 51% of the human population is underutilized. So, being it by creating um, access to capital for female entrepreneurs, uh, being able, being it by working with our uh, entrepreneurs to create uh, workplace equity and policies that help women grow in the in the workplace, or by creating access to essential products and services um, to to women as consumers. Uh, you know, we do think that we're, we're just, you know, the, the sense of urgency calls us to be strategic about where we are deploying our limited resources. Well, and, and we it's always we really interesting it. to think about, you know, 50 percent of the population, either as consumers or talent. I mean, it's always an interesting perspective. Yeah. yeah. And in, in our last minute here, I want to get your thoughts. So CARE and World Economic Forum announced last September that you guys are deploying $30 million in patient capital to entrepreneurs that are creating transformative economic opportunity. What's one piece of advice you have for entrepreneurs who are listening about how to attract investors? Um, well, I would say um, the first thing is is um, really test your ideas uh, with as many people in the field or wherever you operate as possible, because in- investors are likely to be asking you questions uh, around, you know, the, the sort of the resiliency of your model. And, and really, it's like the, the user or, or the sort of the ecosystem's response to, to your business model is something that I am particularly very interested in. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about human-centric design, and, and it's become a jargon. But, but, you know, who are you building for, and, and how are you building it, and how are you bringing them into the design is a super important question. And I do, think, I do think the, that context, that care, and their expertise working on the ground can really bring to this. So thank you so much for all of that advice and talking about Care Enterprises. We've been speaking with Marilia Bezerra, Managing Partner of Care Enterprises, Inc., part of the NGO CARE. We're going to take a short break, but stick with us. We'll be talking with Claudine Emiot from Salesforce. This is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.